Hello, hello, beautiful So Welcome to the Unapologetically Abundant Podcast. I'm your host, Petya Kolibova, an alignment woman's coach who guides women to intuitively connect with their inner vision so they can experience personal and professional magnetism and become unapologetically abundant. My mission is to empower visionaries who are on the path to embody their fullest self-expression, to soulfully expand into a quantum leap in all dimensions of their lives. Each week, I will be offering an interview or an idea that will support you to leave behind what isn't serving you anymore and create a life filled with freedom, abundance, purpose, and even bigger impact in this world. No more hiding, no more playing it small. It's time to step up and up-level your life now. Hello, hello, beautiful soul. Welcome to another episode of Unapologetically Abundant Podcast. And I promise this episode is going to be juicy and fun because today's host, Melissa Martin, we already had some juicy conversation. She gave me some life-saving tips, which I'm not going to be revealing here, but she is full of wisdom. So Melissa, I'm so happy that we are here today. Like I told you, you're the happy ending of my day. So no complaints. (laughs) Oh, thank you so much for your light and for welcoming me. I, I appreciate it so much. I get to admit, like right before we jump on um, the interview, I'm like, let me just scroll. What is she up to like lately, like last couple posts, you know, and I scroll a little bit more. I'm like, she's in Tulum, like right now. Why didn't she tell me? And then I'm like, okay, she's not. Okay, Petia, breathe, calm down. (laughs) It's so funny with a small world, but Melissa, before we go into today's episode, I love starting my podcast a little bit differently. Like I told you, I didn't tell you how, but a little bit differently. I love starting with a short visual meditation. Would you be open to that? Yes, let's do it. Beautiful. So please just sit comfortably in your chair. You won't be talking, so you can just relax, sit back, close your eyes taking a deep breath in and just really open up to receive, open up to receive and start relaxing in your beautiful, comfortable chair, slowing down the day, slowing down today. Your body is relaxing. Your face is relaxing. And as you're relaxing and really sinking with your breath, sinking with your heart, you can feel the gentle breeze in your beautifully, perfectly curly hair. And I would love for you to visualize that you are laying on the most beautiful white sand beach at the resort that is the most luxurious and aligned for you right now. And as you are taking in this beautiful, beautiful air, this breeze, listening to the waves, shipping, sipping, let's not ship anything, sipping on a delicious champagne, you're feeling so happy to be alive. This vision is the most richest, most aligned, most beautiful version of you. And as you're lying there with the sexiest men on earth 
for you. And he's just rubbing your feet so you can relax even deeper. There is this beautiful young waitress that is coming to you and is bringing you some fresh cut mango and guacamole. And as she's putting it on the side, she looks at you with such eyes of wonder and admiration. And she says, Miss, could you please tell me who are you? I keep looking at you and how peaceful and elegant and goddess-like you are. I would love to know who you are. What is the one thing you want her to know? Not what do you do, but who you really are. Mm. What would be your answer to her? Oh, wow. <laughs> I am speechless. Uh, what would I say to her? I am embodied. Mm. I'm fully embodied in the energetics of sovereignty and abundance and receive energy in my feminine. That's yeah. And yes. just happy, really, really happy and so grateful. Mm. Gratitude. That's, that's what I would say. Yeah. Mm. Melissa, I know you would love to stay there. There's a champagne and sexy men rubbing your feet and the ocean. <laughs> I know, hard to come back. And come back. you know, it's just like the the another like reality. It's the same time like you can go back to it when we are done. You know, it's like you yeah. can keep continuing receiving your massage and sipping on the champagne. But I loved it. I love that answer. And you know, like the first word that you said, it's embodiment like I'm embodied and like I understand it now if you would tell me like five years ago I would not even know what does that mean right because embodiment what I would hear probably like past version of me it's body and I was so disconnected from my body and from who I truly am then I see it in so many women and so many of my clients, we really disconnect from who we really are, that we don't even know how to embody the, the richest, the best, the most aligned, the happiest version of ourselves. So Melissa, what helped you on your journey to embody and taking it even one step further, what embodiment really means to you? Like if someone it's listening to us and they're like, yeah, cool, cool world. Like, what does that even mean? Mm. such a such a beautiful doorway to open this conversation with and I'll start with the last question first of like what does it mean to me to be embodied and then what was the process for that so for me embodiment is all about truth embodiment is being in my body being in my purpose being in my truth and what that means for me is that I am always on the path of bringing presence to my current reality and really observing the stories that I'm operating on and whether or not they serve me. And if they don't, then I move into welcoming a new story, a new reality, something that would feel more expansive, more in alignment. And I then take action 
on that version. So the embodiment process for me is really a, a radical responsibility for my life and for my experiences. And when I embody the truth of who I am, when I embody the woman that I desire to be and I act from that place, then and my words and my actions and my energy align, then I'm in congruency and it's messy. Like it sounds beautiful and ethereal and all the things, but embodiment for me is feeling my feelings. It's crying when I want to cry. It's um, getting dressed up when I want to get dressed up. It's saying no to things, even if I've said yes before and always honoring um, what it is that I desire, even when it's uncomfortable. Embodiment for me is really owning my shadow and seeing my shadow with love and as an opportunity to learn, to take radical responsibility for that. And, you know, okay, I've learned this lesson. Maybe I made some mistakes unknowingly. Maybe I was out of integrity in these ways. And so the process to becoming an embodied woman um, who walks in her purpose is also a lot of forgiveness and making a lot of mistakes and being willing to own those mistakes. So that's, it's not a one, it's not a simple definition, but it's really a life's work. It's a way of being. And to answer the first part of your question, how I got to that was uh, realizing that radical, radical ownership for the things in my life that felt painful, realizing that I had repeated patterns and repeated relationships and was blaming, I was not in my power. I think, uh, you know, controlling and manipulating is the exact opposite of embodiment. And I was living my life from a place of blame, from a place of control, from a place of manipulation, all in a quest to feel safe and looking at all of my external circumstances as the reasons why I couldn't. And so I got to a point in my life where I was so tired of that story. And so I worked with somatic therapists and I worked with different coaches and went to events and really started to look inward at the places that I felt ashamed of and afraid to go into and the ways in which I had been manipulating and blaming and controlling and the more I started to do that work and the more I started to unwind all of the wounded parts of me, the more I started to see how I had co-created all of that, <laughs> you know, and that if I could co-create all of this chaos and pain and disembodiment, that I could also co-create pleasure and abundance and embodiment and so on. So that's mm. kind of the all-encompassing. I love that. And you know, one thing that I really love about you, Melissa, one of many is your authenticity and your honesty, you know, because it's so easy to go online and, you know, like look at other people and compare ourselves like, oh, she has the men, she has the house, she has the business. It's so effortless for her. Right. But I feel like it's our responsibility going back to the responsibility taking really like responsibility for our actions, but also how are our actions impacting others? So if we're sharing only like the half true, just the pretty things, right? Like 
I love beautiful things. So my feed is beautiful. You're not going to see there anymore. Been there, done that. Like selfies of me crying, right? I share all of that on my stories. Yeah. Like, you know, so it's just, we get to be really real and you share your heart and the things that you went through and, you know, what did it look like for you and felt like for you. And I love that you're bringing it up, the pleasure. I feel like we disconnect from what pleasure really is, right? We feel guilty. Like, it's like we keep adding on the things that we get to do things in order to be worthy and deserving of having a time free and having a things. And I'm like, no, 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 no. It doesn't work this way. So I know you, you share about it a lot, like how to create the pleasure and come from the place of desire versus talking about what is that you don't want. Mm -hmm. Right. So how did you discover that relationship with pleasure? Because I don't know about you, but I completely disconnected from that because there was a guilt, there was a shame, there was like, I have to prove myself. So it has to be hard, right? So I wonder how did it unfold it on your journey? Thank you for that. Um, yes, pleasure for me has been an edge for sure. And, and a lot of embodiment work and self-discovery work. Um, not only with myself, but with men, I think we, when we think of pleasure, we think of sexuality or we think of, you know, intimacy, but there are so many other ways that we can experience pleasure in our life. And when I was, um, I was married for five years, four years in a relationship for seven and my entire, uh, like intimate life with men had always resulted in a very similar experience where after maybe a year or so into the relationship, I would start to disassociate from pleasure. I was no longer attracted to my partner. I was in hyper control mode. I was very codependent, created a lot of codependencies and always hyper driven in my business because I was operating from a place of lack. I was operating from a place of fear and disconnection from my body because none of those things felt safe. And I was choosing unconsciously relationships that would give me an opportunity to, to look at those things. I just didn't know that at the time that I was calling in partners that would trigger all of these things in me. So I just, you know, I would cut those relationships off and then I would go and repeat the same actions without actually getting to the root of what it was. And so in the context of my marriage, because I was married, I felt like, I mean, the same thing happened. We wanted to start a family and I was feeling so resistant to being intimate and I was disassociating from pleasure. And I said, okay, I have a choice here. I can continue down this road of being inauthentic and trying to force something that doesn't feel good, or I can do the scary thing, which is like go inward and really start to look at this. And that's kind of how the journey began of the embodiment work. Mm -hmm. I, you know, started doing a lot of yoga and breath work and meditation. I started working with a somatic therapist where I wasn't having to talk so much about these things, but really feel into the body. And I started to learn so much about the dynamics of masculine and feminine and the roles that they play, not only within us and the duality that we hold within ourselves, but also within the dynamic of a relationship. 
And so with those tools of awareness and self-regulation, masculine, feminine, um, a lot of journaling, a lot of inner child work, all with the support of incredible professionals, I was able to start communicating my desires and start talking about my wants and my needs and really noticing what felt like a yes and what felt like a no. And again, it's this embodiment work of getting out of the head and really checking in with the body of does this feel like a yes? And is does it feel expansive in my body? Like, is my yoni expanding or is this a no? And everything starts to feel restrictive. And I started to make decisions in my life based on that. And things started to become more pleasurable and more painful because with great levels of pleasure also comes the polarity of great levels of pain. And so learning how to hold that is a still you know, a continual dance. And so I ended up navigating out of my marriage. It was no longer in alignment. And I took a full year of celibacy to explore myself and to really learn me and what pleasure was in all realms, noticing like how can every experience in my life become more pleasurable because I'd been so closed off to it because there was shame because there was trauma, because there was inner child healing, a lot of things from my childhood and my past that I didn't have the space to really dive into in my marriage because I was looking so much at all the dynamics of the marriage. And so I took a whole year and really just sat with me and what do I like? What don't I like? And, um, now that I'm in this phase of dating, reimagining what pleasure feels like, really, you know, welcoming men into my space and being able to have more conversations with them. And I'm seeing that, you know, I can create an environment of pleasure for myself. I don't have to do it because someone else is here. So for example, tonight after this podcast, I might light some candles, put on some soft music, make myself a beautiful dinner, draw myself a bath, read a book, pleasure myself, like just, you know, maybe self-massage, go to bed early. Like I, if I, the more pleasure I show myself and the more that I can like be in those moments, the more expansive that feeling of pleasure becomes. Mm. So it could be something as deep and intimate as having, you know, a pleasurable, intimate experience with yourself to something as simplistic as eating a piece of chocolate and really like just bringing the awareness to the senses and feeling it melt in your mouth and being like, this is so enjoyable right now. Like even the meditation that you brought me through on the beach, I'm like, all of this feels so expansive and pleasurable and yes to me. And it's not even a sexual thing, but I mean, life force energy is sexual energy. And so like the more pleasure that we can experience, you know, the more pleasure we can experience. So mm. that's, that's kind of like what the, what the journey was there. Mm. Loved it so much, Melissa, you know, because what I'm hearing is that you know, the pleasure, it's not just about intimacy and we don't need others to experience pleasure. And it's so fascinating. Uh, a few weeks ago, we attended with my husband uh, retreat and, you know, part of it was also like Kundalini, Tantra and all these beautiful things. And what we were like, what my husband was sharing there, it's like, I want to learn how can I make my life orgasmic and feel pleasure all the time, like everywhere with everything. Right. And it wasn't him referring like, 
I want to be walking around the world and sleeping with the world. It's like, I want to experience the world, you know, and be fully present. Like you were describing the piece of chocolate or the beautiful night. It's, we are emotional being, we are sensational being. We came here to experiment things and feel things. So allowing ourselves to experience that pleasure without guilt, it's beautiful and it's life-giving literally. And Another thing that I loved is that when you say like, like the environment that you're, I'm like, she has a happy ending tonight too. I said, you're my happy ending of tonight. You're happy ending tonight after this. I'm like, how perfect. And um, I love it because before I met my husband, I was not year celibate, but I was like, you know, a few months alone because the moment that I decided I would rather be alone than in a company that it's not serving me. That was the moment that I attracted my husband when I'm like, I'm good. I'm good. Like, I don't need anyone. I feel amazing. But to get to that point, I became the best lover I ever had. Mm-hmm. I did the baths. I did the candles. I was walking around the house, like in my nice lingerie, like I don't need, you know, anyone to see me. And I just, how does it feel? And giving myself like oil massages, going to massage, making myself pretty dinner because I don't know about you, but in the past, I would like throw something on a plate and like whatever, however I will eat it. When I do things for other people, like food, it's so beautiful and flowers and whatever, right? So I started to treat myself like how I knew or wanted to feel in a relationship. Isn't it like so beautiful when we can give ourselves that permission? Because we are always, we came here to evolve and to grow. And sometimes we forget that we came also here to experience things Mm -hmm. and not just like going through the things because life will pass, life will happen. And what are you going to remember? Mm. How many laundries did you put in, right? If you clean the floor or not? No, you're going to remember that beautiful beach and having those feet massages. You're going to remember the champagne and guacamole you will remember experiences. That's why you came here. So I'm wondering, Melissa, because I could be sitting here with you hours and hours, but to slowly wrap it up so you can start your beautiful night. Um, for the woman who is listening right now and she is still feeling like disconnected from herself and her truth. And she was like, I feel so overwhelmed. I don't even know, like, where can I start to start embodying my truth and aligning with who I really am? What is the one thing you want her to know? Let me feel into this because there's so many things I want her to know. I guess for me, the, the, what's really coming through is that, um, your body is so wise, like the, you're not crazy for feeling what you feel. There's nothing wrong with you. You're not broken. I was in so much pain, agony. I, I truly thought there was something wrong with me. Like I went and had my thyroid checked. I thought I had a hormone imbalance, a libido problem. I thought if I could just take a pill, I even had thoughts of, of saying like, maybe I'm just meant to be in a relationship with someone who is like gay, seriously. And so we never have to have sex but we can just be partnered together. That's how closed off I was for myself. And I really thought there was something wrong with me. And it just, I just didn't know that my body is smart. And so if there are things that you are feeling 
closed off, shut off from, disconnected, pain, whatever it is, like there is something there for you. So my invitation or my message to that woman would be that you are so much smarter. Your body is so wise. And to just give yourself grace and the space to sit with that feeling, it might not make any sense whatsoever, but if your intuition is telling you to turn left, turn left. Mm -hmm. If your intuition is telling you the answer is no, say no. Um, and seek out, uh, the, the, the people that can, that can help you. You know, I, I could not have done or gotten to where I am today without, uh, incredible, incredible guides and women in my life that mirror back to me what pleasure looks like. And, you know, the somatic work and the trained professionals that created an environment for safety or showed me what a safe environment looked like when I didn't know what it looked like for myself. So beautiful. And I love that we have so many things that we can re-listen again in this episode and to tap into and to really, you know, like bring into our life. So I know we love chatting on Instagram, but is there any other place, Melissa, that you would love the listeners to tune in with you and connect? Yeah. So obviously Instagram is, is my favorite place. Um, but for those that are wanting to go a little bit deeper or they're looking for a safe space to be able to talk about some of these things, I have a Facebook community called boldly courageous. Mm -hmm. Uh, it's a closed group, so it's not, it's, it's open by, you know, request only and it's for women. So I do lives in there. We have conversations about these types of things and it's, it's just a safe place to connect. So. Mm, beautiful. Thank you so much, Melissa, for today, for connecting and for all the work you're doing, because you're such a daily inspiration to so many women, showing them what does it feel like and look like when you are boldly you. So thank you. Oh, thank you. 